Yo. Manupo face. Bushmaster face. What up? It's popping. Not a whole lot. Not a lot to unpack. Hold on one second. How was your four? My four was good. I was in Jersey at my aunt's house. Family was there. I didn't get the invite. Except That's cool. I used to kill their friends. I was cool. Hold on. Let's like to make amends. If shit was at an eight, we like to, we like to, we like to. You really gotta, yeah. Like, if shit was at an eight, we like to make it ten. What is it? They said I'm going up all the way. I don't like to talk when there's nothing else left to say. Busy by the drop, the game is in disarray. I tell you, hear me out, but we both know end of the day. Your sister is pressing play. Your trainer is pressing play. Your wifey, your wifey, your wife. Are you done? I actually like 8 out of 10. I what? That. I actually like 8 out of 10. That's one of my favorite uh, tracks on that Scorpion album. We're going to get into the Scorpion album, but we're going to address the fact that I wasn't invited to 4th of July. Let's, let's start there. How come I didn't get the invite? What's up? What's happening? You always have things going on, so oh, it's like, yeah. You know, mm. Right, right. You know. Last time you came, last time you came around, dipped. I had my son who had nap. Yeah, you had your son who had the nap. It was like 6 p.m. and you talking about your son needs to nap. He turns into a different creature when he doesn't sleep. Mind you, I have two cribs, bump beds, king size bed, beds all throughout the house, and you talking about I'm taking him home, he needs to nap at 6 o'clock. But... That's another story for another day. I'm just saying, I didn't get the invite for 4th of July. You're talking about old stuff. I'm talking about recent. That was like a week ago. It wasn't that old. What did you do yesterday? I uh, went and got a new air conditioner because apparently (laughs) (laughs) mine sucked. (laughs) I went and got a new air conditioner. So you're cool right now. Cool ain't the word. I think I had, like, you ever realize when you upgrade how trash your stuff was? Yeah. This joint kicking out crazy air. How many BTUs is in there? How many BTUs? 12,000 for the kids. I came up. Came up. Came up. Came up, side. I was came making twelve thousand BTU moves. That's all they had. I was going. Just <laughs> <laughs> was... looking for the five thousand joints. <laughs> I ain't gonna act like I'm balling. That's all they had. <laughs> and I was just hoping that it fit my window. <laughs> but you Gucci, you good? Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm. I'm good now. Energy saving mode. So Conrad, don't be trying to gas me. True. Um, out here living my best life. That's what it's all about. A lot, a lot has happened. Um, I thought I was the eight out of ten track because I was enlightened that. Okay, let me let me start over. What did you think about the Drake album, Scorpion? 
All right. I know I said that I would listen to Side B last week when we were on. I apologize. I did not listen to Side B. <laughs> um, I did mention how Side A was really, like, that was a really good, I think it was like eight tracks or something, seven. Those are like really good. And I really like Side no. A. No. It, it was like 12, 13. It was like 12. Don't okay, so maybe Don't I'm like rude. excluding God's plan. Okay. And okay. Um, something nice else. For what? Yeah, nice for what? So maybe I'm excluding those because I'm like, okay, this, that was everywhere and I'm tired of hearing that. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed side A. I did not get to side B. Um, I feel like the general consensus around side B was that it was a little. It was a lot slower than side A. It was more like a like an R and B type feel to it. Um, not as exciting as side A. So I don't know if I'm in a rush to get to it, but I will get to it eventually because I, I need to hear it for myself. Um so yeah, that's my take on it. Side A was popping. Side oh, B is here's how I got the side B um and unknowingly. I had to put the album on shuffle because I was listening to side A repeatedly. And I wasn't making it to side B as well. So then I put it on uh, shuffle one day and I was like, wait, what are these songs? And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I, guess, <laughs> I guess this is the other part of the album. Um, what's, your, what's your top three Drake albums before we... Oh. I don't even know if I heard all of Drake's albums. Hold on, let me pull up. Yeah, because I'm not, you know, my husband is light skinned. That's light skinned enough for me. (laughs) 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 I was about to say something, but my nephew listens to us. Shout out to TJ. Um, He was asking me, like, when's the next podcast dropping? So I got to keep it a little PG sometimes because my nephew's listening. He's 13. (laughs) I was about to say something and I remembered. (laughs) TJ Earmuffs. Earmuffs, TJ. Pull the the earplugs out for one second. But Drake doesn't get my panties wet like he gets most women out here. So, you know, I don't be, I don't really be checking for Drake like that, like that. You know what I mean? Like he's, people be like on him like that LeBron James train. And I kind of feel like that just oh, won, no. you know, like that just what is it doubtful. We're gonna get to LeBron. Oh no and all of that Trust NBA me. uh free agency stuff. Um while you look at the track list or his C D list, because uh I like to put you on the spot sometimes and catch you off guard. Uh for me All right, I'm looking I at it. Hold like... on, hold on. I'm looking at him. Okay. See, I don't know what's mixtapes and what's albums. So I'll just go on and just give him whatever this here. Thank me later. Take care. Nothing was the same. That what a time with future. Ugh, I hated that. Um, views I did not like. Um, and we're gonna go Scorpion side A. Okay. Those are the ones uh, nothing was the same. Feeling, yeah. Take care. Those are usually the ones uh, people point out. Um, take care. A lot of people say uh, that and nothing was the same are arguably 
up there for Drake's classics, but they don't necessarily flat out say that. There's some debate as to why he doesn't have a classic album. But I said all that to say, I am always here for rapping Drake. Um, I can do without R&B Drake and the singing and the, the, the different London features. Mm-hmm. And all. I'm, I'm, I'm here for rapping Drake. And I think from every album, there were certain songs that I would skip over because I'm like, yeah, this ain't for me. Yeah. I like when he's out there just Spitting barring fire. you to death. But we don't know if it's all um, his cars. But go ahead. That, yeah, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, because like, you already stated yeah. how you feel about that. Like, it doesn't really matter. It's the it, delivery it and how it comes across, the totality of the song. That's all that really matters to you. Eight out of ten we started with because it was brought to my attention that side A was pretty much uh, him slapping Kanye up and down mm-hmm. the street. And eight out of ten, uh, the hook, your trainer, your sister, and then when he delays your wifey, your wifey, your wifey. Uh, yeah, but if you, if you do a breakdown of Too that entire trouble. song, Joe Button, huh? No, go ahead. I just played the song. Joe I Button did a, a beautiful breakdown of eight out of ten, and then emotionless, and pretty much saying eight out of ten was pretty much could have been a second verse of emotionless because he addresses Kanye fluidly on side A. Um, a lot of stuff people are saying Drake was in Wyoming and how artists do. He played his music for Kanye. He probably left. This is before, you know, the release dates mm-hmm. and the rollouts and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Played his stuff for Kanye. Uh, left. Came back. Kanye had um, had did the rollout for, okay, well, this is what we're doing in June. This album's coming out, which makes sense for you when you said the other podcast that they were all in Wyoming and Ye was just pulling stuff mm-hmm. for people's albums. Uh, it's been no surprise and no secret that Kanye has pretty much said that Drake has been his competition. And it's almost like he's scared of Drake, if I can say no, that. No, don't say that. Uh, it, it seems like he's scared of Drake. So Drake coming out to play him music, you can kind of see how we, all we knew was Drake said his album was dropping in June. Then we get the Kanye, this album's coming out, this album's coming out, this album's coming out. It's almost like they were waiting to see what Drake was doing. Right? Is that fair? Okay. When Joe Button was talking is about this, it, Yeah, said, is this your take or this is what Joe was saying? No, this is what Joe was okay. saying. And it, 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 it intrigued me because I'm like, huh. They kind of, I can see how they they kind of fall in the pocket as far as um, how everything came out. Pushes album coming out, and then that freestyle, uh, not not freestyle, the infrared coming out, which was more like jabs at Drake, mm-hmm. and then Drake doing a freestyle and all that stuff. But anyway, if you go back and listen to eight out of ten, you will definitely hear uh, him flipping the metaphor good a lot and that can be equated to getting out our dreams mm-hmm. Kanye's label mm-hmm. but uh, 
Yeah, for whatever reason, you know, we get the buddy, buddy, yeah, that's my bro, that's this, that's that. But we really don't know how, if these artists are really rock with each other like that behind the scenes. Like, they photo op a lot. Right. But we don't, we don't know if they really rock with each other. And I think uh, Drake and Kanye have kind of had friction behind the scenes. You think so? That's speculation. That's me speculating. I, I, I don't know. That's a very interesting take. I don't, I don't buy it. That's fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if from that take it seemed like Joe was kind of insinuating that that Ye was a little bit intimidated by Drake's drop by Drake's release in June, so he just like flushed out all of these all these good artists, you know, week by week by week. Yay has said. Yay has said in the past. Um, the only person he's really scared of is Drake, because he always felt like it was uh, Prince and my um, Prince and Michael going at it. He's 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 verbally said that before in the past. So I can see where they can be some sort of intimidation, because um, outside of Jay Z, Drake is probably. Okay, so if you look at the tiers, you got Drake, you got Ye, you got Hove, and then tier B would be your Kendricks, your Coles, your Pushes, your Big Sean's. So if you kind of look at it, I can see how Kanye, because that competition, he's up there. Drake is in that same tier with Kanye. Okay. And you know he don't want that uh, Jay-Z smoke. But you got you got to kind of find somebody to to pace yourself. But Jay is it's. Let me redo the tears. It's Jay Z, and then light years behind is everybody else: Kanye and Drake, and then your next tier. But as far as that level MC, you kind of got to put Yay and Drake in the same same league. So I can see how Yay could be intimidated by Drake he might arguably be the biggest artist in the world. Drake. Yeah, I'd agree. There's no doubt about that. And even 8 out of 10, he says, uh, I've, I've slid into my role as a good guy, so luck is on your side. Which kind of makes me feel like, okay, well, if people hate it, if, if People are on this I hate Kanye train right now. And Drake's always been the golden ticket up until the meat thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. 8 out of 10, if you listen to it, if if you've listened to these songs before, listen to 8 out of 10 and then listen to Emotionless and you'll hear where the jabs at Kanye kind of lie. Okay. I mean, I, I, I would, I would. Yeah, I'm gonna check it. I'm gonna check it out. I am, because now you've intrigued me. Yes, that was the master plan all along to intrigue you. Do you listen to the episodes after they air, or you I one do shot? not. <laughs> I mean, because I figured, like, we're not going back editing anything, so it was like, 
it is what it is. Sometimes I go back and I listen and I hate myself every time I go back and listen because I'm like always pick out stuff that I feel like, oh, well, you could have said that there. Oh, you left yeah, that out. That's, a, that's another reason why I don't want to go back because then I'll be beating myself up and then I'm going to try to bring it to next week's podcast and then I'm probably going to miss something because I'm trying to bring what I should have said last week into this week. And it's just like, listen, get this and, you know, we're going to go with what we got right now. That's it. One take hold, I'll reel it to happen. In the future, you know, when we get when we become big time and you know, we got three different cameras and we could be in a studio together <laughs> and we got camera angles and, and makeup and and the editing room and you know then I'll go back and look and you know, we could chop it up that way and do some pre production meetings and things like that. So right now you know, we just Having fun. No, we're never doing pre-production. Of course, we have to. It makes it easier. Not easier, it makes it better when we don't have it's any It's more candid. I do agree. Ahead. I do agree with that. And we, we shoot the breeze. Last week you said you didn't want to address the Jay-Z verse, but I am imploring you. Are you going to talk about <laughs> the line that he stole from Twitter? Will you acknowledge okay. that? He stole that line from Twitter. I posted it the day after the same day that they killed that ex-boy. And niggas was on Twitter like, oh, y'all killed ex, but Zimmerman's still walking around? Florida is trash. Jay-Z stole that line from Black Twitter. Please acknowledge that. Stop it. <laughs> Please acknowledge that. <laughs> oh, man. Stop it. Oh man! I will this... say Jay Z is on social media, which we know from him He's addressing on stuff Twitter. that happens on social media. If you back up in that verse, he says, "When I say I lost ninety bricks, that means I lost them." And that's because on Twitter, everybody's been saying, "There's no way in the world you lose ninety-two bricks and your family's still alive, <laughs> you still alive, you still intact." So that's been an ongoing thing. So it's clear. He does look at Twitter and responds via music. So what he said, uh, y'all killed X and let Zimmerman live. That's the truth. But if you listen to the whole bar, the whole bar, the whole song, he was talking that talk. He was. But then he stole that line from Twitter. Come on. You got to knock it off. And then now you're going to have the people screaming, but he still learns so some big. video all the time. Yeah, they didn't even say, I'm so picking what? up my burrow. So what? So what? Jay's a thief. And, and thief. just like every other rapper play- in the game who's used lines from Pac, who's used Plays lines from Big, stop. M does it. Ye does it. You, all, all your favorites do it. Okay, and so you are you admitting Rick that Jay stole that line from Black Twitter? I'm admitting that Jay-Z is actively on social media. <laughs> That's what I'm admitting. I'm not saying he stole And anything. he's been influenced by tweets. I'm saying that Jay-Z <laughs> is on social media and he's very aware of what's happening in these streets. Get close enough to hold, smell like a kilo still. I see where you are. First album, 26. 
I ain't need no deal. Keep going. Already a street legend. I ain't need no shine. First Roly flooded out. I didn't see no time. Can I tell you how crazy that whole scheme is? Yeah, you weren't, you weren't waiting for it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to Bring you because I know you were waiting. You, you were waiting for this hot take. He starts out the bar talking about he still smells like kilos. That's cocaine for the youngins. Yes. Keys. Ends the verse saying, first roll he flooded out, I didn't see no time. Hold up. That's a double entendre because he's talking about the kilos in the beginning and his Rolex being so iced out that he couldn't tell the time. It's a double entendre. Don't even ask him how. Keep going. No, that's all I had. Okay. So I was just wanted to, I wanted to get that off right quick. That that was all I had. Stand you up, sound, niggas. You don't sound impressed. We only ducking indictments. Dope Come boys, off white, looking like soft white on them. You know what I'm saying? Ha. We in the building. We came for a billion. Ain't nobody playing. Nobody's playing. Live every word that I'm rapping. Said I lost ninety bricks and it happened. Probably wouldn't believe everything you're seeing right now if it wasn't live action. I ain't on the gram. That's how they They record who I am. Come on. Got to these boys, these dope boys. How you not be a whole fan? How? How could you not be a fan? I'm what should have been. I'm what Supreme didn't become. Alpo didn't snitch. Niggas will be like young. I got Talk your president him. tweeting. There you go, acknowledging he's on Twitter. I won't even meet with him. Y'all kill X and let Zimmerman live. Streets is done. Stole that last up, bar, man. ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what he's Twitter. I love Jay-Z, Fine. though. Jay-Z is one of my favorite rappers. It's like him, yay, Eminem. Was like my favorite. We never did this, but this podcast started after Eminem's album. But how do you feel about that last project? I had to skip through a lot of that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what M B on y'all like. <laughs> He's a, a crazy skilled lyricist, but for some reason, like his albums don't be popping. Like I don't know what that is. It's really That's M album. Uh, the Martian map is LP. I yeah. hands down. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I I was really looking forward to Martian Mathis LP too, and I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that's that was nothing like the Martian Mathis LP. But shout out to M. Shady, friend of the show. I don't know if he is, but he's a friend of the show. <laughs> In our heads, he is. <laughs> Everybody's a friend of the show. <laughs> Man, all right. Scorpion, where do you put it in terms of albums this far this year, hip-hop? Um, 
I still got Nip, best hip hop album of the year. Um, Book of Ryan, Daytona. Ooh, who else dropped hip hop rappers? Yeah, you put Scorpion behind Daytona. I think I'm missing somebody. I feel like I'm missing an album. Top five hip hop album of the year. But side A only. Side A only, yeah. I rocks with side A heavy. Heavy. Yeah. I'm telling you, I couldn't get past side A and had to put the thing on shuffle to hear side B and immediately took it off shuffle and went back to listening <laughs> to side A. He did drop an updated uh, version of it Friday. Speaking of updates, so... Did Petunia do that update or nah? She said she's doing a... It sounds like she retracted a statement of because I guess it was out of anger when she went to Big Boy and was talking about the album coming out. So mm-hmm. what they're going to do, as opposed to re-updating uh, her file, she said she was gonna, when she does the videos, they're going to release it as unreleased tracks from the album. Okay. Which is still kind of corny. Um, because I like artists like Tiana and Cardi, who not really industry, so they still try to give you they still streak at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't mastered the art of the spin, as the industry likes to say, where they give you the PC answer and right. butter you up. They right. give you what they feel, what they think is happening. And that's what she did with Big Boy. So I think after that, they were probably in her air and she kind of changed her tune because she's not independent and she's she is on the label so mm-hmm. you kind of got to roll with the punches with the label but their release in the music is unreleased when she drops the videos okay all right we'll see what those those tracks are like i would love to hear like i i, I wish there were more people like uh cardi and tiana before the uh industry side gets to them where you get all these oh no we're good oh mm-hmm. shout out to so and so let's do let's let's do this track I I would love to hear the oh nah I don't I don't really none of these industry people I ain't cool with. I wanna hear that stuff. Yeah I like I like honest artists just give it to you how it is and listen you're gonna take it how I give it. No PC this is what it is. If it's some shady nonsense, then I'm going to tell you it's shady. If, if we on the, on the up and up, then we on the up and up. And I ain't going to lie about it. Speaking of PC answers, did you see Nicki Minaj and that fan exchange? I did not. All right. Let me. Let me. Let me. Get this for you. So. Apparently, this blog writer was, she made a tweet about uh, Nikki needing to pretty much mature her content, that she was getting older. Um, 
that she was getting older and she needed to have mature <clears throat> content. Uh, hold on. Yeah, that she needed to have mature content because she was getting up there in age and as a fan, she just wanted to see Nikki mature. I think a lot of the problem today is artists are way too sensitive and you can't, if you don't like their music and you're a fan and you tell them that, they take that as an opportunity to now come at you. Mm -hmm. So... Hold on. But so, you do agree with that, right? Do you think like Nikki's her content has kind of like been stagnant over the past few years? I agree. I think uh, she's put out two records, and one of uh, some will say three, but one was just the remix mm -hmm. of one of the old CDs, so I can't count that. But yeah, it's time. You sh you should be growing with uh, your music. Should be growing with you as an artist. I don't want to hear that Nikki from the first album with the the pink chicken wing on her neck <laughs> in 2018. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> just don't want to hear that. <laughs> just do not want to hear that. Um, Nikki pretty much went off on this fan saying how, you know, oh, my content's not supposed, my content's not mature. And then she ran down all the songs where she did something different and was telling the girl, uh, why don't you just ask me how to get rich, be like me, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I do hate when hate. celebrities pull that rich card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so corny. She she told the girl, you know, get off my dick. Plop. Sorry, TJ. I'm going to be apologizing <laughs> to you. <laughs> A lot of these episodes going forward. Uh, but yeah, she. I hate when females say that, but it's just like she was Oh, you even got a Trini flag and your 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 profile. How you just gonna disrespect? Like like it's like, come on. If we can't be real with the artists and we just giving you fluff, right? Then yeah, you gonna keep giving us trash. Exactly. And then wonder what happened while you start getting supported, right? But the young lady, uh, I think she was fired because uh, the company she was affiliated with did does management for Nikki. Which is kind of a conflict wow, of interest. man. That sucks. Yeah, but it, I feel like if I can, as a, as a fan, like I said, I can be objective. I can tell you what I think of Jay-Z's bad albums. I'm not that person that's going to be like, oh, well, he has no bad album. Every album is fire. No. Not really. Yeah. Not really. But if you if you don't have that space to say that to artists, then you get the same BS or Yeah, you just basically gonna... like a yes man and then the artist is just gonna do stupid stuff and then nobody's gonna check the artist on it because they just got a bunch of yes men fans. But no, nah, you should be able to express how you feel about 
a person music who that I'm music buying. you listen to. Yeah, like, come on. You getting these strings from me? Why can't I say, yo, I'm tired of hearing tongue, 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 them <laughs> stupid cadences that she's always using? Like, <laughs> why can't I say that? Hey, Nikki, you because gotta grow up. You, you know what? The artists, um, and here, here's the two sides to that. Artists, I feel like we never know what artists are going through when they make music, period. Right? right. Some of them use the music as an outlet. Some of them get consumed by it, and then it, they deal with other demons, whether whatever addiction may occur from it. So that's the artist side. The fan side, all we get is, oh, well, this is my favorite artist. This is the music they put out. Either I like it or I don't like mm-hmm. it. I get the artistic side from the artist, but as a fan, that's like Jay-Z breaking down to Nas from a fan perspective. Nah, four albums in 10 years? Mm, <laughs> nah. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, album, Illmatic was dope. And then after that, it was eh. But that's what artists need. They need the people that's purchasing the music to be like, yo, this is really dope. Or nah, I can probably do without this. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of purchasing music, did you know Best Buy is no longer selling CDs? I, I heard anybody... that. I was in the laundromat and it was like newsworthy. It was on the Channel 7 News. I'm like, really? Why am I selling CDs? And to think you would have never thought like this day was coming when you had Virgin Records and Tower Records. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of crazy it's to crazy. think that we've become digitalized where we consume you know, music like via streaming now. DVDs is obsolete. CDs can't find them. It's crazy. Somebody said to my husband, um, yeah, I have this, um, one of his preacher friends or something. Um, yeah, the service is on a DVD. And he's like, what? Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to watch that? <laughs> but he didn't say it to him. He said it to himself. Like, how am I supposed to watch a DVD? I'm like, yeah, like we don't even have a DVD play in the house. I'm like, I guess you could put it in the uh, in the, the in the iMac, but yeah, like nobody's what, DVDs. You stream it. It's crazy to think like we just come from that DVD CD era. That's really new to us. I feel like Blu-ray had like a very small lifespan. Like when Blu-ray came out, everybody's like, "Oh, this is incredible." The the pixels and everything is so bright. It was like seven years that Blu-ray seems like. I don't know the exact number, but it seemed like Blu-ray had a very short lifespan. And I was like, nobody's even checking for like Blu-ray anymore. It's crazy. We're ever evolving. What, what is your, I'm going to say, suggestion for people, music or preachers, that are looking to do that transformation into this new age. Like you said, the service is on DVD, but if I don't have DVD, how do I not, or what, you stream it? Or like put it on YouTube, get a YouTube channel. That's super easy, if you ask me. Like you're trying to sell somebody a DVD and they don't even have a DVD player, like what? You got to go with what's out there. 
I was thinking about uh, getting a, uh, a HD DVD player, and I, I quickly snapped myself out of that because I'm like, I don't even watch DVDs. Why would I do that? Exactly. I have a whole bin. We have a whole bin in my house full of DVDs. Mel used to buy them like every every week, two, three, four DVDs, all the classic movies that he loves. Um, the Martin series we have on DVD. I have the Sex in the City, the whole Velvet book. It was like a $300 gift set. It was just every episode, every season, the whole book is in it. It's just waste now. It's just sitting in a bucket doing nothing. It's crazy. I remember... Me and your brother used to try to battle for DVDs. We would try to. Boomer used to buy DVDs all the time. Boomer has to have like over a thousand DVDs. I don't know what he's doing with them, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a waste now. (laughs) It's a complete waste. It's crazy. Yo, Boomer, what you do with your DVDs, man? Tell us, please. We want to know. Boomer had mad DVDs, bro. Man, this thing used to have an alphabetical order. Yeah, <laughs> like and he a would know loser. somebody like who does my DVD? Who my DVD? <laughs> Calm down, bro. Just a DVD. <laughs> oh man, times have changed. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of I was still- uh, times have changed. The NBA. Just getting ready to say, I was trying to get some people on the line for this NBA call. I wanted to get the dynamics of a LeBron fan and a Laker fan to get them both on the line at the same time. Uh, I may still try to do that and just add it in later. But, uh, yeah, NBA free agency. We were wrong, wrong, wrong. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. We so were I wrong. Was predicting we were... that LeBron would stay because his kid is only going to the eighth grade. Bronny, the basketball star, his family. Um, before, before, before you finish that, and I know you might have bias here, but who's going to be the better player, Bronny or Zion? Zion. Zion. I don't know. I'm going to say just because LeBron is better than D-Wade, I'm just going to say Zaire would be better than Bronny. <laughs> it's going to be like a flip thing. Did you see the clip of Zaire? Yeah, playing in that pro league. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be he's going to be special. He's going to be special. I think Bronny is too. I think they'll both be I think they'll both be good. I think they'll both be good. Well, now we have to see if do the pressure make... of their fathers. Uh, I was just because... ready to say, do they make it in the league because of their fathers, or are they actually gonna? Yeah, because we haven't seen the... the likes of offspring at that caliber of play. Like Del Curry was cool; like he was just a three-point shooter. So it was like Steph is, of course, way better than his father. Like Clay's father wasn't, you know, he was just like a mid-tier player, if that. Um, like, all the greats, like, their kids, like Jordan, 
his son is like what Shaq's son. I think Shaq's son is going to Arizona or something. Um, so we'll see what his his son does. But that's it. So it's like LeBron, one of the greatest players of all time, and then D Wade, like top three shooting guard, top five to some people. I'd say top three. Um, they're gonna have kids in the NBA, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if their 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 sons live up to their father's names. But I think they'll be good. Do, do you think the dads try to remove the pressure before they get there and have them try to play? Well, can you even remove the pressure at that point, or because you know it's gonna the comparison? Yeah, of course. Come. Um, I think that's just something internal that those boys will have to, you know, come to grips with themselves if they want to. Because, like, I can preach to you, preach it over your head all day long. Oh, don't don't think about the pressure. Don't You, you know, it's just out there. You, you, you're you out there with your teammates. Like, you can say that to anybody, but they if they don't internalize that, then they'll just, they'll never hear what you're saying. So I think it's up to those, to those boys to, um, to actually internalize if they're feeling pressure or if they're not, you know, and, and perform based off of what it is. I don't know. I, I like, I feel like that's like a character thing. Like pressure don't bother some people. You know what I mean? Like, like Jay-Z like pressure's on, but guess who ain't going to crack? Like he wasn't bothered. Like, I don't think pressure does anything to Jay-Z, but then there's some people that's like stressed out about it and anxiety and panic attacks and, you know, and it hurts their performance. So I think that's just like a character thing. I think it, it's a... Real successful family where you have... Not even successful. Whenever you have a family where your parents have such a strong name, it kind of does make it a little difficult you coming up... Uh, because either the thing is, I think the okay, people well, around them make it harder for them, but yeah. not them themselves. Yeah, like they'll give them hell yeah. because they're like, "Oh, you think you're just gonna make it by because you're LeBron James' son, or you think it's gonna be easy for you because you're uh, Russell Simmons' daughters or whatever?" So, like the, the people around them will be harder on them, whatever industry that they're trying to get into. I feel like they'll just, you know, be giving them hell just because you know there's like. You have a name, you have a family name, so we're not going to give it to you. You're going to have to earn it. What happened to JoJo Simmons, man? JoJo. (laughs) (laughs) I think JoJo Simmons, I think JoJo Simmons realized like rapping. All right, so he was on, he's on that show, Grown Up Hip Hop, I told you about that um, his sister created. Like it was her idea for that show. (laughs) <laughs> which is crazy like <laughs> so Angela had the idea for the show and it's like her on it Romeo um, Boogie who Dane Dash's son I was telling you about who's like battling addiction um, Mary J. Blige stepdaughter well not her stepdaughter anymore because they're divorced but her ex-husband's daughter's on there um, Peppa's daughter from Salt and Pepper. And she put JoJo Simmons on the show. So now JoJo getting the growing up hip-hop check. But they were on The Breakfast Club, him and his two sisters, Angela and Vanessa, and Charlamagne asked him, because, you know, Charlamagne used to be cracking on him all the time 
about his rap skills, but he was like, um, rapping was just like a passion for him, so he just liked to do it, but then he like kind of found other avenues. He has <laughs> apparently AKA he, he knew Diggy was better. Yeah, so like he, he the funny thing is that. he has a, a, a label and he's like developing artists, but I don't know how, but <laughs> that, that's that's JoJo's new thing. <laughs> JoJo is like a, a label little trying to be a mini mogul like his uncle. So we'll see what happens with Joe. Kind of backtrack because we're talking about NBA for those that trying to figure out how we got here. Offspring of NBA, NBA draft. We thought nobody was going to make moves until Bron made his decision. And these niggas said, F Bron, I'm securing the bag. Well, some people secured the bag. Some people was like, I'll take this little bit of change. We're going we're gonna to get to that yeah, little we're gonna bit get of change piece. We're going to get to that little bit of change piece. So free agency, Chris Paul got his aid. Paul George. But I... I I was on record last podcast saying I think he's going to opt out, to opt back in, right? Because he would be leaving money on the table, right. which he did. He got the bag. Um, Braun, of course, got his aid. I saw something, um, Sportsman posted something that said in eleven years that LeBron has been on the Cavs. He's actually making more with his contract in the four years with the Lakers than he Jesus did Christ. in eleven years with Cleveland. And that's, that's crazy. crazy. How is that possible? I I'm I'm gonna be not dropping a hot take and say the uh the luxury tax break that's gonna happen to the NBA with the T V deal next year is gonna make more super team yeah. thing happen because you're going to have teams with more money and more leverage to do and get whoever they want and pay them what they should be getting yep. paid. Yeah. Um, Rizia, Rizia got his paper. Melo's going to get his paper somewhere. Wait, where Trevor uh, went? He went to the Suns. 15. Oh, I missed that one. 15 mil to the Suns. A year? How many years? He only did one year. Okay. So what's with the one-year joints? Next year. The new TDV deal. And that means teams are going to have a whole lot more bank to uh, pay players with. So people are waiting for the max max they can get next year. Got it. I wanted to look at the um, Julius Randle. That's what I was looking for. Because when LeBron came to L.A., he was like, send me out of here. And they shipped him to New Orleans. I think he got $16 million. Uh, I have it pulled up. Hold on one second. I can tell you. Everybody's for the record, he averaged 27 minutes, 16 points, 22 <laughs> percent from three, eight rebounds, and two assists. 
He wanted out of there, man. He knew what was coming. He knew it was going to be uh, clean up, clean up time. Uh, I'm trying to pull up all of the people that left. We don't care about the no names, right? Just the people that. So Dwayne Wade is still out there. Of course, I care about him. Dwayne Wade's going to retire. He, I think he knows he's not going to get the big check. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even, I don't think that Marcus he Smart's thinks, still yeah, Marcus Smart's still there. I don't think D-Wade thinks that he deserves like a, like one of those Kobe Bryant crazy contracts that they gave him when he was like 50 and injured and he couldn't really do anything, but they just paid him for like the services that he rendered to the Lakers. Um, especially coming from like a buyout with Chicago and then like a, a vet minimum almost with Cleveland. So it was like, I don't know how you can jump from that to like 10, 20 million a year. He should probably take like a one year deal and maybe just, you know, retire after can't retire as a free agent. Nobody signs you. Like he have to. They gotta resign him. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Like take a, a small one year deal. You've done well for yourself, and you know, see what the summer next year does. I don't know. A lot of people have been saying uh, the difference between a Dwayne Wade and a Melo is that Wade understands where he is at this point in his and career and the value that he brings. He he accepts, okay, well, I'm no longer a starter. I'm not worth the, the big paycheck anymore. Where you have Melo, who's bent on... I'm a starter, and you're going to pay me. Yeah. I want to see what the summer looks like for Melo next year. That's... A lot of people have been saying that he may or may not go to... Um, LA with Braun. They've been saying that this year. If um there were there were a bunch of different ways the Thunder can pretty much recoup money from Melo if they do a mm-hmm. buyout or a trade and wave wave. Um they can save upwards of a hundred million dollars in the long run with Melo um having his contract waived or them taking a trade from Melo. Um Braun in LA. All right. So, yeah, like I was saying, I was predicting that Braun would stay in Cleveland because Bronny's only going to the eighth grade. And that's a weird year to pull your son out of school and put him in a new school when that's the last year that he would have in junior high school. I thought that he would stay in Cleveland and bring another start to him. Um, maybe like a Paul George because they had a Paul George trade when he was in Indiana on the table that didn't that got pulled away from Dan Gilbert being stupid. So that's what I thought would happen. Um, the obvious choice to everybody was like L.A. or Philly. So I'm thinking like maybe he doesn't do the obvious thing. Maybe he does, you know, something a little bit different. He did also say back in 2014 that he wasn't doing this whole free agency thing back and forth again because he didn't have the energy for it. He's like, I'm never leaving. I don't have the energy for free agency. But, you know, times change. People change. I don't hold that against them. So I was a little bit surprised um, when he decided to 
go to LA basketball wise. Be- before I um I'm I'm gonna get a some paper towel and some water because I feel myself <laughs> about to go off. Uh, but let me just say before I start anything, LeBron James's fans annoy me to the umpteenth degree. They're very annoying. They're very annoying. When you talk about just irrational people and people that have no <laughs> real thought process, <laughs> this is not for all bronze fans, but this speaks for a majority of LeBron's fans. LeBron's fan logic, they win, or when he wins, it's because of him. He's the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Also, LeBron James fan's logic, he loses, he doesn't have mm-hmm. any help, which in irony, he pretty much puts that he wants mm-hmm. to play on. Yep. I've seen so many people virtually take flights out of Northeast Ohio to LA faster than (laughs) niggas go platinum from streams. And to hear, to see the the mere joy LeBron fans, oh, he's in LA, yada, 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 and to see actual Laker fans, it's like, you don't want this nigga here. All right, so what's your feeling on the the true Laker fans that are like, I don't even want to root for the Lakers anymore because LeBron is here versus the I'm a Laker fan now because LeBron is here. Courtney Kiss is the only Laker fan that I can acknowledge as being a diehard. Courtney and Him. and and uh, Duck. Duck, yeah, Jim. James. The, they were Laker fans before that. So the two sides to that coin is you got Duck who's saying, I don't want to root for them. And Josh, Josh too, I think is on that train of he's a Laker fan and now he don't want to root for the Lakers anymore because LeBron's there. I think they're justified in that feeling because it's like we spent so many years telling y'all Kobe was better than LeBron. Lake show, Lake show, Lake show is purple and gold. LeBron comes over here, and we've been having this argument that Kobe's mm-hmm. better than LeBron. We've been we've been on the front lines saying Kobe's better than LeBron. LeBron's and we, that it's like the Jay Z Nas thing. You you get so much, you defend one so much that you pretty much right. can't accept the fact. Like when they came out on stage at Powerhouse, that that did more damage to me because I was <laughs> <laughs> I was on a Get Nas out of here. Trade. Facts. Um, I think they're justified because you feel like our guy, 24, put this city on his back when Shaq left and made the, the city relevant again. You got the Braun fans that were on the other side saying no, or still saying Braun's better than Kobe, this, that, and the third. So as from that perspective of people saying, I don't want to root for the Lakers no more, I think that's emotions getting caught up in it because mm-hmm. it's still your team. You just don't like the, the new face, face right. of the team now. And then on the flip side, you got Courtney who's saying, who's ecstatic because it's like, 
why wouldn't you want the best player in the world right. on your team? I just think the people, the Laker fans that don't want LeBron there kind of are on that. It's a, it was a sucker move thing. Like, why would mm-hmm. you come here of all places? We, we I'm sure down the line, they're going to be happy that he's there. But also... Yeah, until the second round when they get... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Until they get sent home, then it's going to be, see, this is what he did over there. He's not doing a... I do think Laker fans need to be realistic. And LeBron fans think they're going to win next year. That That's the irrational thinking of LeBron fans. We're winning next year. Real Laker fans are saying it's probably going to be two to three years max before we get someplace where it looks yeah, like. Yeah, because they're going to have to hope that KD leaves Golden State and maybe they can't get Clay to come back for like less money because they ain't going to be able to afford everybody. So Lakers' best hope, LeBron's best hope is that that Golden State Warriors, not even including um, Boogie, but uh, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD, that at least two of them don't come back to Golden State within like the next two years. And that's, that's really his best bet. <laughs> to see... LeBron's fans go from, oh, this is the best day ever, purple and gold, here we come, to the to being mad at oh, Golden State. To <laughs> Bro, you was just happy that the man left, put himself in a better position, and now when somebody else does it, you're mad just because they're better than your team. Like, it's the same logic. People are making the best decisions for them. Whether it be financially and, or whether it be basketball reasons, they're making the best decision for them. You cannot be mad at a player for doing that. If the roles are reversed, teams look out for the team. They don't care about players. They don't care about players. They don't care. You're, everybody's expendable unless you're like LeBron James. Like they'll, <laughs> The fact that Boogie didn't get any offers no, no. The Lakers could have offered Biggie Boogie a deal, and he turned it down. I see people saying, oh, well, he dubbed the New Orleans deal. That was before the season ended. I'm sure he didn't know yeah, what was going to Yeah, he probably thought he would have gotten a, a a better deal for, like, New Orleans were offering him 240 which is a two-year $40 million. He probably thought he can go somewhere and get $30 million. So... I just don't I, understand, I understand why him. Yeah, him. I can understand him turning down the first deal. Like that's just life. You just turn down the first deal. You don't just take the first deal that's offered to you. You wait and see what else is out there. He turned that down, hoping, thinking that he will get more offers on the table. And you know, when he didn't, he like, all right, I'm gonna take this into my own hands. Call the best team in the league. See if they got a spot for me. I'm going to make all y'all pay. <laughs> like, none of y'all wanted to offer me anything. All right, the whole league going to pay for this. Crown us now. I hate people. I hate people that think, oh, they call the luck the Warriors suckers because of who chooses to go play with them. That's the part that bugs me out. Players want to go play. And that has that's, something's got to be said. About that organization, that, yeah, and the players. That people want to exactly. go play with him. Exactly. It's not, oh, we we going out because we need these people. 
folks, if you're listening to this and you're a LeBron fan, check this out. They won before Durant. Yep. People forget. And then they don't want to hear you. They don't because when the Warriors won, Kyrie wasn't playing. When Cavs won, that was Kyrie's shot. They don't want to hear that. And they don't want to talk about that. But they didn't need, they really didn't need Durant to keep beating the Cavs. Like let's, they probably would have, if they didn't have, if they didn't have Kevin Durant that first year he came, they would have beat the Cavs in six. If they didn't have him last year, they would have beat him in five. Because he just had, he just had, no, he had a player who did not know the score. Like, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't going to win. Like, they weren't going to win. Let's just stop the whole KD. They're stacking but to, just to beat LeBron. No, they beat LeBron without KD. So they're not stacking just to beat LeBron. And that's what bugs me out about LeBron's fans. Oh, they're scared of LeBron, so they have to stack yeah, the team. No. Niggas. <laughs> no. He, they won without... Nigga, who was it? Harrison Barnes was <laughs> the forward center on it. Stop. They scared of LeBron. No, no, no. Then you got people saying, oh, y'all saying Bron couldn't win on the West. Now he did. Now what you're going to say? I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying all this time. LeBron is a sucker. Best player in the world, he's still a sucker. He was a sucker when he left Miami the first time. He's a sucker for going to L.A. this time. I just can't rock with LeBron. I, I respect his game and his talent. I would be completely foolish to sit here and say that he wasn't talented as a basketball player. But the moves he makes off the court. Yeah, so my brother said, and Ronald said that he felt like the move was just um, life after basketball. Like he'll probably spend his last four, like that, that contract will probably be his last four years and he'll just retire to LA. Like his homes are out there. Um, I heard somebody say, like, Maverick lives out there. Like, his businesses are out He has businesses out there. So it was just like, okay, it'll be like a seamless transition. You know, like, his kids will be high school. And, you know, it's just, it'll just be an easier life for him once he retires from the game. You would be dumb to think with his production company, with all the stuff that, he wants, that he's doing outside of basketball, yeah. that L.A. is not the place for that to continue to mature and evolve. Yeah. You'd be completely stupid. He's in a position where, okay, I can play in the same city where my businesses right. are. I don't have to keep flying back out here during right. off season. I'm here year yeah. long. I just think it's a sucker move to go there. I, I was just reading that of course he has say in all transactions that are supposed to happen going forward or whatever. Like the teams really roll out the the red carpet for LeBron, and rightfully so because of who he is. But LeBron's fans act like the deck is always stacked against Mm -hmm. LeBron. The NBA has it out Yeah, it's just another excuse for them, you know, with the GOAT conversation. It's just like another markdown as to why he can't be as great as, oh, Jordan never had to face super teams. It's like like some of the greatest basketball players don't have rings because of Jordan. 
Like LeBron 50, can't. LeBron. People on the fifty graded players list don't have. Rings Jason Terry and Dirk Nowitzki has a ring because of LeBron. <laughs> so like, just flip it around. <laughs> Charles Barkley don't have a ring because of MJ. Oh, but Dirk got. I got my ring on LeBron. Like, come on. Like they gotta stop. People, LeBron's fans don't want to hear that part of his resume. They want to talk about all the stats that he has, where he's leading the league and yeah, all and these triple double, and averaging and, triple double in the finals, and like, come on. They they quick to throw that out, but they they don't want to yeah. mention the resume part where he's he all those he losses. Those like, come on, they, that cannot be ignored. It cannot be ignored. I, I don't care if you go twenty times, but if you only win five, like that's not impressive. There was a meme going around that said it had a picture of Jordan holding the six fingers up after the, the Utah series. And the meme said, if I go to a girl's house and I get the, the, the cootie six times and then another guy goes and he only gets it three times, who the man is? It's, it's kind of it's like <laughs> it. when you put it like that, like. <laughs> Come on, like I'm 100 percent out I, here. I just. I hate that people, his fans, choose to ignore that aspect. of it. And this is why I wanted to have JB and Courtney on for this part of it, is to have that conversation with them, a LeBron fan and JB and a Laker fan and Courtney to try to get that dynamic. How do, how do true Laker fans feel about these LeBron fans that are going to be taking up seats? They're going to be screaming purple and gold all season. I'm sure they're gonna get annoying to actual diehard Lakers fans. Yeah, they are because then when when LeBron when when the Lakers lose, it's gonna be like, oh, Lonzo didn't make the right pass or something. Or it's gonna be like Luke Walton is not coaching the team right. It's just gonna it's gonna be on the Lakers and not LeBron. Like they're gonna recuse LeBron of everything when the, when the Lakers lose, and then when he went when they win, it's gonna be like, oh, LeBron's the savior of LA again. Like, no logic. It's just all stupid. How long are we giving Luke Walton before he's out of there and they bring a new coach in? Um, I think he makes it to the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. Who who do you bring in to coach LeBron James? Because apparently LeBron is a coach killer. Be... To be honest, he's up there with Darren Williams. Like he's a coach killer. I don't know. Who I gotta see the thirty for thirty on Darren Williams, man. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta see the thirty for thirty. Because that fall from grace. That's a tragic story. I don't know what happened to him. That's karma for getting um Sloan out of out of Utah. Karma. These niggas came into the league. Him and Chris Paul and the rave was these two, they watch them niggas because they going to be it. And then, damn, man. He kind of kind of fizzled on out of here. Where does he play? He's still even contracted in the league? No, last his last appearance was in Cleveland. He was in Brooklyn for a yeah. minute. His last appearance <laughs> was in Cleveland. <laughs> that fizzled out. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, homie. Um, yeah. All right, so what do you think of the boogie thing? Like, are you mad at him for just taking I, that little bit of five? Like, we could, like, a little bit of five, like, that's a little bit of money. 
But, like, are you mad at him for taking that small contract? I'm not. And here's why I'm not mad, because we just said, we just finished having this conversation. Teams do what's in the best interest for teams. You're seeing now, and we spoke about this before, you're seeing now people are making money decisions. And forgetting about for him to take a five million deal. Yeah. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? I ask you, you wouldn't take five million dollars to be on a team that just won two rings. So now you get the best of both worlds. You get five mil and you potentially are on a team that you can get a championship. Yeah. I, I, I think I would take that. I think the only reason why Boogie's getting heat is because it's the Warriors. If it were any other team, people would be okay with him taking it, taking the five mil and being on a different team. And that's the other thing. LeBron's fans went from, oh, it's, it's going to be Paul George, Boogie, Bron, Kawhi. <laughs> Bron, um, Boogie goes to the Warriors, and all of a sudden, Boogie's a sucking oh, Right. <laughs> but it was okay when that super team was going to be with LeBron, but now it's like, that's what I'm saying. There's no logic behind behind these arguments that these Lakers that the LeBron fans present. I legit had a conversation this week. A LeBron fan was calling Boogie everything in the world <laughs> and saying how his move his his move was a female dog's move. I don't TJ, you're listening. I don't want to <laughs> hurt myself. He was pretty much saying Boogie's move was wrong. I'm like, okay, so I asked a simple question. Are you mad because he didn't go to L.A. to play with Bron? And then it turned into, oh, why is Bron in the sea? You must be this type of fan. You must be a Knicks fan. I'm like, what? how do you get that logic on me asking <laughs> if you were mad that he didn't go to L.A. with Bron? Like, and he's like, how are you even talking about Bron? I'm like, you're a Bron fan. Why are you mad at Boogie? I don't get it. Right. Makes no sense. If but if Bron, if Boogie would have went to L.A., like would that not? I, I just don't understand how one's acceptable and the other is. Oh, that's a sucker. Right. Move. It, it it really makes no sense. It really doesn't. If it if they were the defending champions, this conversation wouldn't even be relevant. Yeah, because if he would have gone to Boston, I don't think anybody would have had anything to say about it. If he didn't went to Philly, New York, any team that wasn't the Warriors, people would have been okay with. But because it's the Warriors and you got KD who went over there, mind you, I don't like the KD move. I think that was super trash on his part. Let me say that. I don't mind the KD move. move. It was trash. I really don't. They, you, you, you just lost to them in the Western Conference Finals the year before. That was trash. I mean, it's like you can't beat us, join us. Like I said, like, I'm I all think, for the people, like, you're going to make smart, like, it, 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 the saying is, you want to work harder, you want to work smarter. Like, nobody's at work trying to work hard. Like, everybody's trying to work smart. Everybody's thinking of uh, a shortcut to get, you know, the most, be productive throughout the day. Like, nobody's trying to kill themselves <laughs> at work. So he's going to kill himself in this small little Oklahoma town with, like, the only thing out there to do is what? Go to like an Applebee's? Like, <laughs> or you're going to go 
Or you want to go to like Silicon Valley and get get in these tech businesses and have money off the court and prosper on the court and be a part of a system that's fluent and easy and basketball 101 or you want to play with like and I love Russ or you want to just play with this crazy like Russ reminds me of Crash Bandicoot it's just like like give me give me give me let me go let me go like just just moving all the time with like like no sense of basketball IQ or no sense of reasoning it's just like give me I'll do it I'll do it like like I don't like I don't I'm I'm I don't mind the KD move I don't mind that at all and like, like I'm not mad at LeBron either like He's going to a storied franchise, okay. Yeah, and it is kind of corny of him to kind of like you know come be there after Kobe, but it's like, hey, you got two twenty million dollar homes out there already. You got a business out there, like that makes sense for you. You got to do that. Here's why the Katie move I I don't like. We grew up in an era where basketball was competitive. You wanted the players we watched wanted to beat the best player, not join the best. Like they said it in that group, that that Facebook group that we're in. It's like when you're on the court, you didn't play basketball, so you don't really know about this life. I'm yeah. the hooper here, so I'll tell you. When you're in the here park, when you're in the gym, and y'all playing pickup ball, and there's 10 people, and maybe five are great, and the other ones are like they're decent. And you picking your team, you're picking the best out there. Like you're not gonna pick the nigga that that dribbles and then picks the ball up and then try to dribble it again. Like you're not picking a dude that don't got no left when he's right-handed. You're gonna pick best players out there because you want to win. And you want to win easy, and you want to have those bragging rights, and you want to talk trash. I don't like. I'm gonna pick the best team out there to play. If 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 the ball is in my court and I have the decision to go to Golden State or the Brooklyn Nets or Cleveland, I'm gonna pick the best situation that's out there. I don't care if they they could have beat me seven out of seven times. Don't matter to me easy for me to, to be great and get all these accolades and win rings and get a lot of money and have a lot of off-court success. Like, I'm going to go that way. I ain't going to Brooklyn because they, they only won 10 games last season and I don't even know the coach's name and the owner is some Russian crazy dude. Like, I ain't going there. That ain't going to be easy for me. I ain't going to win there. I'm going to take the easy way out always. I don't care. I think with all that, what you just said, um, he would be saying, I hate the Katie move. I can't sit here and act like he went to Golden State and was a slouch. He got two finals MVPs. Yeah. So I can't. So you could flip it, it like, oh, maybe they didn't need KD. Like, you, there's that argument as well. <laughs> yeah. But more so, he didn't go there and ride the bench to get a ring, like an easy ring. But he was actually productive in them winning two two rings, two yeah. more. 
rings. So where I'm saying I didn't like the move because you just joined the team that beat you the year before, flip side of that is, but he's productive. He actually was the MVP of the finals. So how He was instrumental in the winning, yeah. Clearly, the one game this year where everybody else was trashed, that one game in Cleveland, he was just Lights ready out. to go. Clearly, like, that, that shows, okay, it might not have been the move people would have made in the past as far as going to that team. But I, I guess in this day and age, you just said you're going to pick, pick the situation that's going to give you the best chance to win. And I guess that's the case for Boogie, KD, Braun, you name it. Um, I think the playoff structure is going to have to change. No longer can we do eight and eight. I've been saying for a while. I think When Adam Silver came and I said, what I think the NBA should do is just do it like the NCAA. Just let the, let the teams play, do 16 teams, no matter if he's from east to west, Mm-hmm. And let them battle it out like that, as opposed to doing eight and eight. Because all right, so will you have realistic... it? Go ahead. No, if, if, who do I have? What? No, would you have it? Would you do it like the NCAA does it, and have um, the playoffs set up in certain cities? Because if you have that sixteen seed playoff uh, pitcher. And you get like the Lakers versus like Philly in the first round. And you're talking about like bi coastal, like six hour travel, which is a lot for a first round matchup. I so think, would you um, would you have it like designated cities to host these to host these playoff matchups or I didn't like, think about that aspect of it, but I, I wouldn't mind that. Um, mainly because you kind of eliminate the home team advantage. Your fans are going to show up where they're going to show up, but it's just this team's playing this team. No matter where we are, this is what's going to happen. Like, right. I don't think about that aspect of it, but that kind of will make it interesting as well, just to, to shake up um, shake up the monotony of what the league has been for so long. It, it, mm-hmm. it'd, be, it'd be different to watch. Do you think it'll be more exciting? I don't know. You run the risk of um, you run the risk of it being a complete bore or disaster, or being the best thing that ever happened to the league. Yeah, I don't because the way the conferences are playing out now, it's obviously heavily favored. On the Western Conference side, like talent-wise, um, you have some young rising stars, of course, in the East um, with the Sixers. Um, Kyrie still out there. KP, we have to see what he looks like coming off that injury. Giannis, um, Oladipo, he's coming into his own now. That's about it in the East. For the Toronto just, fans, you could throw in DeMar. Like, they don't really do anything for me, those DeMar and, and Lowry. Never mentioning the Raptors. Yeah, again, like, I don't know. They're life. just. 
They're just there. So it's like the East is kind of like, you know, fading off and you got all the juggernauts out West. You got the Warriors, LeBron's there now. Um, Russ, PG, and in o- in Oklahoma, James, CP, Houston. Still got Kawhi in San Antonio. Um, Spidey, Utah. It's a lot happening out West. Now the East is just like a little, East is like the, the, the freshman team. The West they're going to have to switch it up. Um, I'm glad they switched up the All-Star game last year, but they're going to have to do that again because the West will win every All-Star game going forward if it was the same layout. If it was yeah. just... I want them to televise the picks, though. Like we need to, I, I, I would like to see that part of it. But that was a good, that was a good uh, little switch up for the All-Star weekend last season. They definitely do that again. I would like to see it televised. I think that yeah. would make it more fun. Yeah, well, we've been going at it quite some time. I'm going to let you go, but do you got anything you want to leave us with? Um, oh, I want to shout out your brother, Charles. Who has his ordination service? Don't be taking my shout out. Sorry, got to it first. Um, Don't be taking my shout out. It's the installation, right? To be pastor. Yes. 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 So shout out to Charles, Pastor Charles Reed. I ain't calling him Pastor Charles Reed, though. Never (laughs) calling him Pastor Charles. (laughs) Respecting the title and the first position, but never calling him Pastor Charles. Um, I love you, Charles, and I'm super proud of you, and I know your parents are proud, um, and I know you're going to be great, you're going to be a great pastor, you're going to be a great leader, super proud of the man you've become, and um, yeah, I wish you Godspeed, because that's going to be, you know, it's a tough position, it's a tough job, but I know you, you've been well equipped for it, you've been well trained. Good teachers, had good teachers. And yeah, go forth in the name. I might have to play a 50 record or something, take us out. You just got super sentimental. I respect Yeah. You. I'm proud of him, though, I really. Real talk. I'm proud of Charles. I am too. Uh, if he hears this, if he ever does hear this, uh, I am proud also. Um, as I've said to you before, and we'll say to you here, um, keep your mental health in good standing because uh, it can be a lot. True. It can be a lot, and you don't want to. You don't want to let ministry take you out. Be able to have an outlet where you can laugh, you can have fun, you can still uh, be human. Right. You can still be human. But love you to death. Um, You're going to do awesome things. Um, And this generation is going to be great because of just the core and peers and people that are in that same breathing space with you. Absolutely. But until next time, you guys enjoy your weekends. 
if you still got fireworks illegally and you're trying to let them off, <laughs> be careful. Don't, don't blow don't your finger. JPP. Like JPP. Keep your fingers. Don't, don't be JPP. But uh, we will catch y'all next time we back. Yeah. Follow. <laughs>